Hello, my name is Kara. Thank you for listening to my my podcast. I'm sharing the story of childhood sexual abuse and rape from the ages of 12 to 17 by my stepfather. Being molested and raped as a child has been the most difficult hurdle in my life, one that I felt I could not share with anyone until now. It's taken me over 40 years to open up and speak about this and I'm hoping by doing this that I can help other women and men um, anybody who was sexually abused and um, raped or molested in any way by an adult when you were a child Um, after my first marriage failed I had I had nothing I absolutely I left with my children that was it Um, and the only way I could afford to to be on my own was to I had to take over house payments on a mobile home that I was I bought from my brother Um, and I had to move back to my next door to my abuser Um, I was in my 30s and the only way I could live was to move back home they had told me I had five acres of land that I would inherit and I could pick where I wanted and just move there so that's what I did I you know that that was a choice I made I call it my self-imposed prison sentence and I had pushed the abuse so far into into the back of my brain in in a vault I barely thought about it but my body never forgot I never felt comfortable being alone with him if by some chance we were alone for a minute he would always ask me to show him my tattoo which is above my right breast. This always made me feel dirty and guilty. I would just leave the room and forget about it, but it would always leave me feeling shaking inside. Even though I was grown with children of my own, I was still afraid to say anything. It just made me feel dirty, um, like I did something bad. I didn't do anything. It was him. He was the bad, dirty person. Um, for the next 20 years, I lived next door to my abuser. I pretended everything was normal. <laughs> we can pretend, can't we? But nothing about that situation was normal. Nothing at all. Um, the memories, they start to trickle back. Um, it doesn't matter how long you've shoved them in the back of your mind. They still come back to you when you least expect it. Um, that's just something that I I don't know I don't know if everybody has that I would assume and that's what you call PTSD but I would think that everyone anyone who was molested or raped would have those memories creep back in and I I kept them a bay for many years and it was like it was just oozing out it was starting to pop out of the seams and and I was doing the best I could to keep it a secret. Um, but it makes it pretty hard when you're living right next door to your abuser. Of course, I wasn't in the same home with him, but still. Um, it also, being raped and molested as a child, it makes int- in- intimacy with someone you care about very difficult. There were times that all I could picture was the horrible, me- horrible memories of my childhood. Uh, my second marriage wasn't great either, but because of low self-esteem, I thought no one else would want me. 
sex does not equal love people no matter what your what your abuser may have told you that's not true sex is not love that's not what it's about and that's what they want you to think it's about so they can abuse you um, being sexually abused as a child really fucks your head up um, it fucks your life up as the years went by I began to realize that my parents never liked or approved of anyone I dated or married they assumed they must be losers or liars to be with me I was so confused as a young adult you know I mean don't get me wrong I'm still confused about how a mother allows her husband to molest and rape her daughter but I'm working on that um, in 2019 I'll just go back a little bit here in 2019 my stepfather had a stroke which which took his ability to walk the use of his right hand and it affected his speech um, this is where I really really punished myself um, don't know what the hell I was thinking but <clears throat> I I guess I was trying to convince myself I could shove it back in my brain and forget about it um, but after he had a stroke he he couldn't walk and he was in the hospital for six months I drove my mother to the hospital every day um, I sat at the hospital with her for hours at a time while she visited um, and every day I took her to see him she knew she knew what had happened to me she knew that he raped me and he molested me and she didn't say anything all she did was tell me that he that I was her rock I was her rock because I was taking care of her of course I didn't know that she knew that's what makes this so fucked up. Um, she was a mess. She couldn't do anything. She couldn't drive. Uh, so I just volunteered to step up. What a big fucking mistake that was. It's bad having all the memories and the horrible things he did to me here. I'm sorry, y'all. Um, it's, it's, it was just bad having all the memories and all the things he did to me. Here I am. I was wiping his ass. Really? I'm wiping his ass. Because he can't walk to get to the toilet. And 40 years ago, this man raped me. And here I am. At 54 years old, or 53, however, however the fuck old I was. I was wiping his ass. I think that's what you call Stockholm Syndrome. I don't know it I can't explain it I, I felt like it was my job I felt dedicated I felt guilty if I didn't do it that's the kind of grip these people have on you they brainwash you if you let them I mean who in their right mind would take care of the person who raped them and molested them for five years it's just confusing you, you there's no way you can understand it unless it's happened to you and and if you're listening to this it's happened to you so you completely understand and I'm glad that I'm here where we can share our feelings and just get it all out 
um, again, all the memories like just come flooding back, and I'm just shoving them back in my brain, back in my brain vault. And for the next year, I drive my mother and my abuser, my stepfather, to doctor's appointments, physical therapy appointments. I'd even go to their home every day and help him out of bed, get him showered, feed him, and my mother too, because at this time, I didn't know she was, that she knew that he abused me. Um, when I would go over to help, I'd always wear tops that wouldn't show my cleavage or skin. He would always try to look down my shirt. It just, it creeped me out. Yeah, once a pedophile, always a pedophile. Even though I'm not a child, it, it still, he still has those tendencies. It's just, it's sick. Um, I didn't do anything wrong. He is. Uh, <clears throat> things got worse for my, for my stepfather. He had su suffered several more strokes. And um, one of my brothers moved onto the property to help take care of him. And, um, y'all, my brother is a serious asshole. I mean, serious. And I know my stepfather beat my brothers with coat hangers and horse reins and who knows what else. Um, so I'm sure his childhood wasn't, wasn't a bed of roses either. But, uh, I can't, I can't speak for him. That, that's, that's for him to step up. But just, just knowing what I know happened to my brother's been whooped with horse reins and stuff like that his his life wasn't easy wasn't easy either but I guarantee one thing I would have chosen horse reins over what I got any day anyway my brother is a control treat control freak with anger issues he has to be boss of everything so I decided to just let him take the job caring for our parents I was okay with that by this time I was in therapy, but I had lied to my therapist and told her I was molested and raped by someone else. I thought maybe if I just told someone I was raped and didn't tell her who, it would make me feel better, but it didn't. It, it made me feel worse because I was putting the blame on an imaginary person. I just made up a name and it didn't feel right. It, it made me feel nasty, like I was lying because I was that this made-up person hadn't touched me. This made-up person didn't, didn't exist. The person who touched me was my stepfather. He existed. He did that to me. So I was, I was still scared of him. Um, so that's why I lied to my therapist. Um, I was still scared. It was just horrible. And, um, um, this all led to with my my brother moving back it just led to um a horrible scene with between my 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 third husband which is y'all he's a good one okay i i have been to therapy i've talked all this out and and i found a good one and he he's been with me on this since i opened up uh, he supports me. He supports what I'm doing. And um, he actually, he got me out of there. He's the one who rescued me and my daughter. Um, he he did. He's my hero. And um, I really, I, I owe my life to him. And 
Um, um, my brother, one day my husband was outside and he was, he was target shooting. We lived out in the country. We had five acres of land. We lived out, out in the country and my husband was target shooting and, um, my brother didn't like the way he was shooting. So, uh, they called the police and told them that my husband was, uh, was was a uh, was a an active shooter he was shooting people in the cemetery and um, make a long story short they came and they threw him on the ground put him in handcuffs and I thought they were gonna kill him um, after that I was so upset I went to my I was so upset because my stepfather had fired a weapon a year earlier and my husband ran over there to make sure everything was okay of course I hadn't told anybody that he had molested me so you know my I was playing the I have perfect parents card so my husband ran over to to make sure my dad was okay and um, my make sure my mom was okay and my dad said well you live in the country son you're gonna hear gunfire get used to it so when they called the cops on my husband for doing that exact same thing, I was very horrified and pissed because they tried to kill him. Um, so I had, I had gone to my mom's house, my parents' house one afternoon, and I had just said, you know, I'm done. I'm done with it. I, I want my property. I want to, I want to put the property in my name because they had promised me I could have it um my brothers already had their their portion put in their names and my mom said no you have to have a four thousand dollar survey and I'm like really mom y'all have it surveyed you always had it surveyed for my brother to move out there and she said yeah well you have to have a, a survey and I said uh you know I don't understand and I said, why did y'all call the cops on Rick? Why did y'all call the cops on him? I don't understand that. And um, and she said, well, I'm not going into all that. I said, what about what he did? And I pointed to my stepfather about what about what he did whenever he was firing his weapon. And we came running up, you know, my husband came running over there to make sure he was okay. And before I can even get out the sentence, you know, I, you know, what about what he did? She yelled at me. I knew it. I knew you would you would accuse him. And I was really confused because I had no idea what she was talking about. I wasn't accusing him of anything. I was accusing him of firing his gun and saying, telling my husband to get used to it. You know, why is that different for my husband to fire a gun and no one to get used to it? And um, she said, I've been waiting for you to bring this up that he molested you and my jaws just hit the ground and I'm like what who told you that because y'all I didn't tell I never told a soul I was going to take this to my grave and she told me um that my first husband told her I didn't tell him I didn't tell anybody and that's what I told her I said you are a liar I didn't tell a soul how did you know he molested me? And why the fuck didn't you help me? You are my mother. And she said, I read it in your diary. 
So she read it in my diary when I was 12. I wrote it all down in my diary. She read it. She knew it the whole time. She's been so resentful for me, my, of me my whole life. Um, she called me everything that you could imagine. She called me a nasty little bitch. Um, told me that I was a nasty little bitch. And to leave her house, it, it was just, it was horrible. It was heartbreaking. Because um, she did all this in front of my daughter. My youngest daughter was with me. And she brought all this up in front of her. She brought it all up in front of my nephew, who was 12. It was just horrible. She's just evil. Um, and as she's doing all this, saying all these things, and we're arguing, my stepfather, my abuser, is laying in his recliner, listening to everything with his eyes as big as saucers. They are just huge. Like, he can't believe this shit is coming out right now and it's like as it's happening my life is literally unraveling in front of me everything that I knew everything that I thought about my mother that she loved me that she wanted to protect me everything that I ever thought about her from 12 years on was gone dissolved I didn't know who this person was she didn't even look like herself when she was talking to me. She looked like an evil witch. And it terrified me and broke my heart. And he's sitting there. And I don't even know if he knew that she knew. I don't even know. He acted just as surprised as I did that she knew. And I walked over to him and I got as close to his face as I could stand with my eyes looking straight into his and I said you know what you did to me you know it's true and you had a vasectomy that's why you raped me that's why you started raping me is because you got a vasectomy how many 14 year old know what a vasectomy is back then I mean I sure didn't I just heard the my I just heard him telling me that he couldn't have babies anymore because he had a vasectomy so, I threw that at him, and um, I, he didn't say anything. I, I didn't want him to say anything. I got my last word in. You know, I, I got to face my accuser, and that was the most rewarding thing. It felt so good. Um, I was, you know, it, it, of course it didn't end there. It was just horrible. It was a screaming match between my mom and myself, and... Um, I was trying to leave, and she was following me, and my stepdad sent my nephew in there to see what we were saying. It was it was just horrible. Everything that I imagined it would be if they found out. And um, I I moved. You know, I said on my last on my last podcast that we um, that we moved two hours away. Uh, we found some property and found a house and we saved up for a year um yeah we I live next door for, to them me my husband and my my daughter we live next door to my parents for an entire year after all this came out and it was hell pure hell um and we'll get into that that's another another segment but thank you for listening to my podcast
Um, I hope my words help you. I hope my story it can help help someone learn to heal. Just someone to talk to. If you want to talk to me, send me a message on Anchor or you know email me. My email is bongglitter b o n g g l i t t e r at gmail dot com. Thank you so much for listening.